0: Welcome to Talk To Me Baby, the show that believes knowing yourself and living in accordance with who you are is the biggest asset you can possess in life. I'm your host, Emily de and today we are going to talk about our need to be right and how it's actually blocking us from listening to our inner voice and thereby making us wrong. (laughs) So, have you ever had an argument with somebody and it's like talking to a brick wall and you can't get anything in, they're just not seeing anything from your perspective, they're not even willing to budge just a tiny bit to try to see your point of view or what you're trying to express or what you're trying to explain. That's what happens sometimes when we feel subconsciously like we need to be right because we actually block ourselves from listening to our inner voice because our inner voice might tell us something that therefore makes us wrong and we don't want to be wrong. We want to be right at all costs. And that's a bad thing because it's actually costing us quite a lot, which is the ability to listen to our inner voice. So we're going to talk about that in today's episode. Let's do small talk. Your inner voice is persistent. It is always talking to you. It's always trying to communicate with you. It's never going to not try to talk to you, but the manner in which it's going to do it is not necessarily angels floating down from heaven with trumpets and big signs that are totally obvious. You have to be open and willing to receive any kind of communication in order for you to get something like the equivalent of an angel coming down and like, I have something to tell you. Okay, Most of the time, your inner voice is this very persistent but gentle type of communication, meaning it's going to speak to you in a whisper. It's going to speak to you in a manner in which it's not going to try to convince you. It's just going to give you the information and it's just going to tell you. You're just going to have a hunch. You're just going to have a nudge but it's not going to shout at you. It's not going to grab you by the lapels and shake you to try to get you to understand whatever it wants you to understand because you have free will and it is your choice whether or not you want to listen to your inner voice, period. But your inner voice is persistent and your your inner voice will continue to try to communicate with you if you are open and allowing it to do that. But don't expect it to shout at you because that's not how this works. What happens is that our need to be right sometimes overrides our ability to listen. Because if all you're focused on is being right and that's all that you care about and you want to be right at all costs, well, you're not necessarily going to be willing to listen to guidance that might steer you in a way that is opposing whatever it is that you thought you were right about in the first place. You're not necessarily going to be open-minded about it. and you're not going to be allowing of uh, whatever the communication is or the full message of whatever's trying to come through to you, simply because you're not willing to allow other possibilities besides what you've already decided or what you already believe or what you already think. And that's, in my opinion, why a lot of people struggle with listening to their inner voice. It's because they're not willing to try to do things differently or they're not willing to see things from a different perspective. And I've certainly been in that position. And even now, I get into moments like that. Like yesterday, I was feeling off and I was feeling blah and I knew what was happening. I knew that I had allowed negative thoughts to run away with me. I knew that there were all these cumulative little moments where I could have caught myself. I could have changed my perspective. I could have shifted the beliefs, shifted the thought, but I didn't. I kind of just let things little by little accumulate until it got to a point where now I was just in a bad mood. And I knew I was in a bad mood and I knew the steps to take to try to get myself out of it, but I was in such a bad mood that I was just like, (sighs) and I was tired. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing right now, but honestly, I just would rather throw a fit. I would rather throw a fit because I don't want to do the work in order for me to feel good. And the work is not, it's not hard, okay? It's new, right? In the sense that you have to create the muscle memory for it. You have to try it a few times. In the beginning, it might be hard, but it's not difficult to take yourself from a bad mental perspective or you know bad frame of thought bad mood and shift yourself into feeling better remember we're not trying to move mountains here we're not trying to go from one extreme to the other we are just trying to find a little bit of relief to make you feel better and so therefore we don't need to go from zero to 60 we just need to go from like zero to 1.5 we don't need to go from zero to 60 we can go from zero to 0.5 and then to one and then to 1.5 this isn't full throttle, let's go. I'm in an uncomfortable state. I just need to get out of it. Because that's not gonna work. That's actually gonna dig you further into whatever negative state you're in to begin with. Have you ever seen videos of those cars that are kind of stuck and then somebody's pressing on the gas and then the wheel is just spinning but the car is not going anywhere? That's what you're doing. You're just revving yourself up for nothing because you're not able to go from zero to 60. You have to be able to recognize that little by little, slightly feeling better, just 1% difference. And then another 1% difference. And then another 1% difference is going to get you way further than trying to force yourself from bad mood into a good mood. And sometimes you're in a bad mood and you're just in a bad mood, like I was yesterday. And you just don't feel like getting yourself out of it, even though you have the tools and even though you have the understanding to do so. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We all have moments like that but I woke up this morning kind of still with that lingering bad mood and I was like, no, 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 okay, that's enough. I threw myself a pity party. I was in a bad mood long enough. I'm not doing this. We're gonna work on it. And so I took the steps that I know I need to take in order to feel better. So for me, it's meditating. For me, it's finding the humor in it and, and making it something I can laugh about. Like, oh, boo-hoo, Emily, this is this and this, and this is how you feel. Like, wow, it's so horrible. I'm trying to make light of it and put things into perspective so that I can get a little bit of distance and I can start to see the situation for what it is, which is just a silly moment that I'm having, which is perfectly fine and perfectly normal. I don't need to beat myself up about it, but if I can laugh at myself, it helps me feel better and it helps kind of loosen up that negative thought pattern that I've gotten myself stuck into. But none of this would be possible unless I was willing to be wrong, unless I was willing to allow my thoughts to prove me wrong by choosing different thoughts. And this is something that can be a tricky situation if you are not used to this type of thinking. Like I mentioned, it's not that it's hard to do, it's just new to do. It is new to you. It might be new to your frame of reference, but that doesn't mean that it's hard. It's just different and it's just new. And if you stick with it, you'll get there. But when you are so dead set on being right that you would rather be miserable than be right, and that's a chronic thing, that's where we get into tricky situations, and that's when people get really stuck in their ways, and that's when it's extremely difficult for your inner voice to come through because that's when we've reached the point of, we are the brick wall now, and our inner voice is not gonna argue. Our inner voice is not going to waste its energy arguing with us. It's going to give us the information, but it's not gonna stand there and tear the wall down your job to tear the wall down when our need to be right exceeds our desire to be happy we get ourselves into difficult situations and that's a phrase that i heard in an abraham Hicks video a long time ago and it stuck with me would you rather be right or would you rather be happy because a lot of us would rather be right in our miserableness because that almost gives us a sense of righteousness you know like oh yeah This situation is really bad and the situation is really unjust and the situation is really stressful and it's this and this and this and this is why it sucks and I'm justified in feeling how I feel. And you might be justified in feeling how you feel and there's nothing wrong with how you feel. The question is, how long do you want to feel that? Do you want to feel that way forever? Do you really deep down want to be miserable or do you want to be happy? Objectively speaking, which option feels better to you? because I would wager that most of us would rather feel happy and most of us would rather feel good than feeling bad and feeling negative and feeling defeated, even self-righteous. And the truth is that feeling good feels better. But a lot of us are choosing subconsciously, not necessarily on purpose, to remain in a state of unhappiness simply because we wanna be right and we don't wanna be wrong. The other way that this manifests is from a fear standpoint. We don't wanna listen to what our inner voice is telling us because that might mean that there's a required next step on our part. Sometimes we don't want the shakeup. We don't want the effort that we perceive it takes to change. Subconsciously, sometimes we fear change, even though it's good change. That means that we have to do things differently. That means that we might actually get what we want. That means that we might actually attain the thing that we've said that we've wanted for so long and that becomes a scary thought because that means that the current version of us has to make room for that new version of us that has the thing that we want therefore our current version of us has to die in order for this new version of us to be born and a lot of us are attached to our current version and listening to your inner voice might wake you up to some truth that you just don't want to face it might require you to have difficult conversations it might require you to choose to do difficult things but you have to be willing to have the open-mindedness but what is the alternative to stay in your current state to remain where you are that's fine if if that's what you choose but I think that a lot of us feel the call or feel the pull or feel like "Hmm, we need to make changes and then we don't simply because we get up to the threshold of like okay now I have to step over the line and I have to make the change and that's scary for us another way that I think subconsciously we sabotage our inner voices is by not allowing things to be simple. We want things to be complicated. We want things to be hard-earned. We feel like for whatever reason, things are better when it takes effort and it takes time and it takes a lot of knowing and cunning and struggle to get whatever it is that we want. It proves our worthiness to ourselves internally when we attain something that we've told ourselves is difficult. Because it means that you had to do certain things or become somebody or go through certain things in order for you to attain that prize right that's that's the aspect of struggle i think that sometimes we glorify and i understand why because who doesn't love the underdog story and who doesn't love watching some kind of a sports championship and it's the team that's behind and they're down and then they come out on top it's exciting and it's exhilarating and it does mimic life in a lot of ways but sometimes our inner voices are trying to talk to us and they're giving us solutions, and the solutions seem so simple that we just discard them. Like something like meditation, right? Meditating 15 minutes a day can do a world of wonders, not only for your mind, but for your body, for your soul, for everything. It connects you to your inner voice in the first place. It allows you to listen to your inner voice more. But how many of us have started and stopped meditation practices? We might do it for a little while, but we don't consistently do it. Part of it is I think because we just think it's too simple. Like really, I just have to sit here in silence and quiet my mind. For anybody who's actually tried to meditate, you know that that's not actually that easy to do. But there's something about this concept of just sit still and be quiet and it will help you that doesn't compute for a lot of us. We're like, really? It's that easy? Just that alone? I just have to breathe and I'll feel better? Yeah, you just have to breathe and you'll feel better. (laughs) It's very simple. Right? We know what it is that we need to do. It's very simple in terms of a task perspective. We can understand cognitively what it is it is required of us. But there's still this little feeling of it can't be that easy. It's got to be harder than that. Or it's got to be more hard earned than that. Hard won. There's a, there's a part of us that thinks like it can't be that easy. And that's the part that we need to break down. We have to be open to choosing to be wrong about things because if not, we are not going to be able to listen to our inner voices. Let's go into deep talk because this is really more of a societal issue at large. It's no secret that most of us are divided, right? We live in a world which is very divisive. People have very strong opinions about all kinds of topics. And if you notice, things tend to be very black and white. If you believe this, then that means it must mean all of these other things. About you. We are divided and we put each other in these little boxes based on our beliefs, based on our opinions, based on whatever it is that we feel. And part of that is because if we disagree, we instantly assume the other person is wrong. And not only are they wrong, but they're wrong in all of the ways. It's not just that they're wrong in this particular matter because we feel differently and we have a different opinion. And most of us think that our opinions are right (laughs) for the most part, but we make that person wrong in all ways. We assume, Things about their character, their beliefs, who they are, the types of friends that they keep. I think one of the biggest issues that we face as a society is not the fact that we disagree, it's the fact that we make each other wrong for disagreeing. When we split the world into duality, right and wrong, good guys and bad guys, we don't allow any room for nuance and we don't allow any room for growth and we don't allow any room for understanding, frankly, because then at that point we are all a bunch of brick walls. We're all a bunch of brick walls, we're trying to talk to each other, but we're really not, we're kind of talking at each other. And we are dividing ourselves into you're either right or you're wrong. And if you're right, it's because you agree with me, and if you're wrong, it's because you disagree with me, and that's it, that's the end of the story, I don't want to hear, I don't want to see you, I don't want to talk to you, I don't want anything to do with you. That is not the way forward for us. When you are incapable of allowing yourself to be wrong, then how are we ever going to evolve and how are we ever going to find common ground? Part of the issues that we're facing in society is that everybody feels like they need to be right. Their version of reality needs to be right. It needs to be acknowledged as the absolute truth. And I believe that we are all living in our own versions of reality. We're all living our own versions of the truth. And your version of reality and your version of the truth has to do with what you have been exposed to up until this point in your life, what you've read, what you've listened to, what you've experienced, what your family has experienced, what your friend or your friend have experienced, what your neighbor experienced. All of these things compounded contribute to what it is that you believe about life as, as a whole. And nobody can separate you from your lived experience. And I don't think that we need to separate ourselves from our lived experience, but I think if we're gonna move forward, and I think if we are going to be able to understand ourselves and the world at large and ideally each other at a deeper level, we need to make room for the space that you might be wrong. And it's not a a judgment on your character. I think that's part of why a lot of us feel that we have to be right because we were made to feel wrong at one point in our lives and we equated wrong with judgment. We equated wrong with unlovable. Just because you're wrong does not mean that you are unlovable. Just because you're wrong doesn't mean that you are going to get cast out from society and rejected and end up alone. That's a very deep and real fear for a lot of us because what we're really seeking is a sense of belonging. And right now, we have a world in which we kind of have different camps. And it's like, either you belong in this one or you belong in this one. Where there's not really any space for in the middle. We've sort of designated who people are based on whatever it is that they believe and what it is they're feeling the truth is that we're all constantly in a state of evolution learning new things about ourselves about the world about each other so this idea of putting yourself into a box is just kind of stupid if you think about it i mean honestly i I really think that we're getting to a point and i see this a lot in the marketing world we talk about a niche what is your niche right it's not enough that you just want to help moms. you have to help moms who have a hula hooping hobby and have kids that are from the age of three to four. It's like, sometimes we can get so micro and so specific on it that it is absolutely ridiculous. It's not necessary to do that. But I think that we like this idea of being able to put labels on things. We like the idea of order. And we live in a world that is kind of us. And we live in a world that is impermanent. And when you have this deep-seated belief that being wrong means that you are unlovable or that you are going to get cast out, then you have no willingness to be wrong, even in your own head and even with your own thoughts. And that is what blocks us from listening to our inner voice. That's actually what blocks us from feeling connected to that larger part of ourselves. And when we're not connected to that larger part of ourselves, it becomes very difficult to connect to one another. So if we want to heal the divide, if we want to work on that, the first thing is healing that divide within ourselves and allowing ourselves to be wrong, allowing ourselves to be open-minded enough to recognize different things that we might not have known and be led and be guided by an alternative perspective or an alternative thought, and actually to let it be fun and not mean that, oh, well, I was wrong. Let it be exciting. When I was in grad school, getting my MBA, We had to take this improv class. We did these extracurricular personal development style things for different sets of skills. Usually the soft skills because no one prioritizes that, but whatever, that's a whole other conversation. And we did this improv class. And one of the exercises that the facilitator had us do was to stand in a circle and we had to throw this ball around. And there was a very specific sequence in which we had to throw it. We had to throw it and like say an animal or say a color. It was these instructions, but it wasn't easy. You had to really think about it and concentrate. And the idea was that you were going to fail at some point. You were going to drop the ball or you're going to say the wrong thing. And any time that that happened, we all had to stop and collectively as a group say, I failed in a very excited and happy tone with our arms up. And she did that as an exercise to help us loosen up so that we could get throughout the day. But that exercise for some reason has always stuck with me. I failed really excited and jazzed about it, we have to have that same approach and that same willingness when it comes to being wrong. I was wrong, right? Celebrate those things, because it means that now you can have a different perspective. It means that you're evolving. It means that something is changing. And change is not a bad thing, especially when it comes to you and your own mental state. And it opens you up to more possibilities when you are willing to be wrong than when you need to be right about everything. Because when you need to be right about everything, you're gonna be rigid in your thinking. You're not going to be awake to new possibilities and new potentials. You're going to be stagnant and it's going to make your life and yourself feel limited. So my invitation to you is to celebrate when you're wrong, to celebrate when you have failed and to give yourself the permission to be open-minded enough to listen not only to your own inner voice, but even to other people and be willing to potentially be wrong because it doesn't mean anything about you or your worthiness or who you are in life. I'm your host, Emily Adams. This has been your episode of Talk To Me Baby, and I will talk to you later.